Blog Talk Radio.
I think he's somewhat of like country, but at the same time, you have that folk, you have that Americana, you know, it's a little bit of everything. So I don't want to just call him a country musician because it's not just that, definitely. So uh, just to tell you a little bit about him before we put him on the line, uh, he's a uh, Texas native, you know, from Amarillo, Texas. He has his full uh, length project that was released in 2017 was called Home Again. And... uh, Pretty much he uh, he likes accessing performers from Los Angeles, uh, Canada, United Kingdom, uh, Denver. He's been, you know, somewhat, I guess, traveling to the, through the Midwest slash West Coast, uh, you know, um, performing his music. So without further ado, I'd like to uh, bring him live on the air and have James just talk about what his music career has been like and overall how has the feedback been from his latest ep release uh back in 2018 so hi james how are you good evening thank you for being on the radio with us hey tasha thanks for the opportunity how are you i'm very good thank you so uh james i I know that was that that was a lot i i definitely feel that your music is very well rounded and and what you know with acoustic where where did you uh pick up that inspiration of just going you know using your instrument like just using your guitar to to pretty much just speak music and kind of just well round yourself as a musician and pretty much you're a solo musician so how how hard is it to just really bring that out and have people look at you and listen to your music well um i started music when i was i started playing acoustic guitar when i was 16 and started writing songs when i was 17 um it took me about 10 years to really write a decent song i think and a lot of learning in the process. Uh, as a solo artist, um, I've found that uh, my strengths are finding listening rooms and house concerts where acoustic artists can have an intimate environment where where the audience is listening and they're focusing on the song. And that gives me an opportunity to tell stories. So a lot of the songs that I'm writing and have written in the last few years are story driven. Um, gives people an opportunity to sort of hang on, hang on for the ride in three or four minutes and hear a story about something that that is refreshing to them. And your inspiration for these stories are these your day to day, maybe stories that you've heard, or is it just you know that muse that you have as a musician that you can just write? whatever comes to your mind? Um, Well, I think we're all ultimately influenced by something. Um, Yeah. That's that's the only way to be genuine as a songwriter is to write about either how you feel or the the people around you or the environment around you. So uh, all of my songs really have some element of inspiration or portions of truth. Uh, about my own life or or the immediate surrounding. 
Definitely. And, I mean, going back to when you were 16, um, where did you pick up your music influences? I mean, because that's an age where, you know, you're in high school and, I mean, depending on what, or, or what your influences are, you, you obviously you went to into music, but, you know, some boys go into sports, others go into who knows what, and others just don't have any extracurricular uh, passions at all. So the fact that you actually picked up the acoustic guitar and, and, and like you said, you, you, I mean, you, you kept going at it. And 10 years later, you finally wrote a decent song. Like, how did you pick up, you know, that, um, that dedication for that? Um, music was always a part of my family's life. I was involved in music in some form, whether it be through church or school since I was a young boy. Um, so it came very natural to me. It wasn't something that I had to learn a lot about. Um, just because I'd spent so long doing it. Um, as far as extracurricular, like, I mean, I was doing other things. I was on the cross country team in high school. Um, but music sort of came to me in a, it came to me, I don't know, I guess being inspired by those around me, my peers were making bands and, um, you know, trying to try to have a good time. And I, I, I started connecting with the acoustic guitar and I, sort of fell in love with folk music and so it was sort of a personal romance more than it was a social romance with folk music that's that's beautiful so definitely you're 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 going towards your roots I mean it it is you do and you write what you love and obviously you've had success doing so so tell me a little bit about this EP that you released back in 2018 um what is your you know what is your overall goal with this are you going on a little are you going on a local tour soon where are you trying to um you know uh perform this music and push it forward well, I just I did my performances last year. Um so I'm I'm in a settling phase. I have been writing um since the EP release. I had planned to start doing booking work in the next few weeks and we'll be booking shows for the end of 2019 and early 2020. I'm also working in the studio right now with uh getting uh, getting a full-length album released at the latter part of the year, maybe the beginning of next year. Uh, so that that's going to, to play a part in, uh, in touring and stuff like that. Definitely. I mean, I can just tell that, you know, that it, it is a lot of work, especially just um, transitioning into the next project. You know, how long did it take you to put that EP together? Well, the EP was uh, sort of distilled from the previous album. Um, okay. I I have been transitioning into folk, uh, and I think that's where I'm headed long term. Um, so, yeah. Home Again, when I released Home Again, it was a it, it was a country inspired Americana project. I met some great musicians. I wanted to collaborate with them, and so we sort of did this, you know, Americana country project. But, uh, you know, the more I tried to play out and, and get, um, get performance opportunities, the more I found that the venues that I'm really targeting are folk venues, and they like acoustic artists. So the EP was sort of taking the few songs on the album that were folk-friendly uh, and then taking one of the songs and reworking that from being more country to being more folk. and been releasing and promoting that project and it was that project that uh was able to chart on the folk 
charts um, in April of last year. So that's the story behind the Canadian River EP. Definitely. So yeah, so your your Canadian River EP, the the single place twenty three on the folk DJ radio charts in, in April. Um, how did you feel then? Like, did you feel that at that time it was the right, you know, that you made the right decision actually transitioning to folk overall? Is that like okay? I think I'm I'm headed towards the right way, and I'm just gonna kind of stick with that genre. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know if it's the right way. I think I think any opportunity can. You know, I think any avenue works. It just depends on what you're you're willing to invest into. And what I found was that I was getting a lot more support in the folk community. I was building relationships faster. The people I yeah. were I was learning from and mentoring with were more receptive and more helpful. They had conferences and retreats and other things that were more available. Whereas the country and the Americana world, though they do have those things, they're a lot larger in capacity and the attention that the individual artist gets is limited. So I I started out there. It took me about 18 months of being in those conferences and retreats to really say like, you know, this is a good place to foster a music career. And I think this is what I'm going to do. And from there, I sort of just really focused on uh, just honing the writing uh, to a point where it was compatible with that community. Wonderful. Um, Tell me a little bit more about the John O'Hara songwriting performance grant. What is that all about? And like how valuable is that towards your career? Well, John loves folk music. He is, uh, he's retired and He sort of a philanthropist of sorts. He he was a veteran, I believe. If not, I know he definitely supports veterans. And this mm-hmm. his his uh, his philanthropy is is targeted towards that with uh, both veterans and songwriters. And so periodically, I think it's quarterly. I'm not I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's quarterly that he reaches out to artists that he hears on the radio or on the internet that he, of mm-hmm. songs that he likes. And and uh, advises them that hey I, I really love your song would love to consider you for a grant. Um, his stipulations was just that we'd be performing. So I happened to be booking shows around that time and um, was able to work with him and and he selected my song Two Cageless Birds for uh, for his grant and I, it was uh, it was money that would helped me towards making the necessary purchases uh, for my performances and it was very helpful. That's that's wonderful. The fact that people are out there, you know, still supporting um, up and coming uh, artists. I mean, whether it be a musician or someone that just likes being behind the scenes or behind the camera, um, it's important that we all feel supported at some point, you know, recognized. So, uh, I mean, I myself, I don't know John, but I appreciate someone like that, you know, someone that has a love for the arts. And I, I that's how, you know, how I feel about um what I do. I, I, I enjoy people's stories and I like um, just hearing the success and their passion. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be on, you know, I guess entertainment tonight, but the fact that you still gain recognition in the media with your hard work and success in the industry, you know, I think it's, it's worth it. So um, I want to know a little bit more. What would you say to, uh, you know, an upcoming 
young man or girl that are, you know, trying to push forward in this uh, industry of music, whether it be country or, or folk Americana, you know, what what do they need to do with their craft in order to get noticed? Um, yeah, exposure. That is the, the our greatest problem as independent artists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from the be- at the beginning of it, you think that exposure is something that, if done correctly, could help you build a career exponentially, that you could be discovered quickly. And I think that that illusion is is discouraging for, for independent artists. Um, we also, and I, I might sound a little bit jaded, I'll try not to, but we live in an age of instant gratification and we all sort of want this accomplishment or, or, or achievement that we we're seeking sooner rather than later. But um, the reality is that exposure is a long and drawn out process. Um, I think that that's why so many artists that we know and love today didn't really make a name for themselves until they were in their mid-20s or even mid-30s because they spent so long honing their craft, building a brand, and uh, and finding the right people and networking. And so I guess the boiling all of that down, the best piece of advice I can give for people who are aspiring for exposure is have a plan. Build an identity that's unique to you and let that identity be represented in your songs. Have patience and realize that truly when it comes to music, the process is more important than the end goal. Enjoy the shows. Enjoy meeting people. Enjoy conversations. Uh, enjoy all of the things that that come with being in this art form because that's really what you're spending most of your time doing. The successes are few and far between. Um don't focus on the successes. I mean, focus towards getting them, but enjoy the process. Of course. And what about doing collaborations and features as as independent artists? Is that something that you recommend? Have you done that in the past as well? What do you mean by features? Sorry. By, you know, featuring another folk artist in your song or just overall collaborations with your music. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's important. I think it's an easy way for artists to not only build a network around them, but build exposure. Because when we help each other out as artists uh, with each other's fan base, we build exposure more quickly. So I I myself practice that in some regards. I mean, I do co-writing sessions with other musicians, and we sometimes put together songs. Other times I'm... uh, I'm trying to open up for other artists and that sort of thing. So it's definitely important. Wonderful. Well, that being said, um, I know you mentioned that really right now you're focused in the studio, you're writing for your next, um, you know, long featured album, you know, hopefully releasing, releasing it towards the end of 2019. Do you still see yourself doing any surprise performances as the year goes by, or are you just going to focus in the studio? Um, well, in, uh, in in two weeks, I'm going to Austin to do mixing for six songs that I will be putting on my new album. Uh, after that, um, I, I'll well, I'd say starting next week probably, I'm going to be booking shows. So I should have shows okay. on the roster um, in the next few weeks to months, uh, ideally in the evenings. Um, I'm sorry, at the end of the year, I apologize. Uh, mostly going to be house concerts and listening rooms. What about, um, 
you know, when when that EP releases and stuff like that, and you start getting, you know, hopefully a lot of feedback, do you see yourself ever touring outside of the U.S. and Canada? Because I know you've already done some, you know, Canada performances. Do you see yourself kind of expanding out of that? Uh, I mean, no, not, I mean, not, not that I know of. I do have colleagues and friends in the UK. That's something that's on my short list of places to go and and play. Wonderful. Not right now. I have family, so it's, you know, it's better to try and stay as close as I can. Wonderful. Well, shout out to your family. (laughs) Uh, Where can people um, find out your, your music? Uh, you can go to jamesleebaker.com or any online streaming service like Apple Music or Spotify or Amazon. Anywhere we can find digital music, both to download and to stream, you can find my music there at James Lee Baker. Wonderful. Thank you so much, James. I really appreciate your time and dedication for being on the show today. I applaud the success that you've had, and I really uh, look forward to hearing more about you and what this uh, new album will sound like. Thank you, and thanks for the opportunity, Sasha. Definitely. You have a wonderful night. You too. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. So that was uh, folk Americana musician James Lee Baker. He talks music, his career, and his latest EP that was released in 2018. He is working on a featured uh, album being released towards the end of 2019, early 2020, and you will also start seeing some uh, performances being scheduled on his website, jamesleebaker.com. Feel free to reach out uh, through his social media. Everything is pretty much James Lee Baker Music. You can find him on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. And yeah, thank you guys all so much for tuning in today. I will see you guys next week. See you.